Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Kane is in the building. Monday morning edition of Ramone, Kayla, and Will. As Tennessee learns its fate in the NCAA tournament, we get much, much closer on the doorstep, one might say, of NFL free agency and a blockbuster trade involving a Nashville native maybe creates a new contender in the AFC. Alongside filling in for Abode Foster this morning, the one and only Rhett Bryan joining the us. The Indianapolis Colts. This morning. There it is. Yeah. Our Big J journalist, Kayla Anderson. And Jonathan Schaefer, our producer. The best producer in the world! My name is Will Bowling. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. So, the time change. It's real. (laughs) Not a great thing. It's good. It's all good. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Yeah, the smile through the pain look on Red's face. Everybody (laughs) hurts. Yes, sometimes. Thank you, Michael Stipe. Um, We had a lot to talk about. We do. We got SEC tournament. We got NCAA tournament now. Um, and then the precursor to <laughs> legal tampering, if you will, Oof. that opens up at 11 o'clock central today. And a lot of these things that we're already seeing are what's falling into place. But yeah, a lot of stuff. It's like, get ready. Put your big boy and girl pants on. That's right. First question I have is, can we filibuster the show until 11 o'clock in order yeah. to just have some live content to work with of uh, deals being announced at 11 o'clock? No, I don't see any scenario Okay, that. perfect. Dang. Sounds good. Just want to make sure of that. we but, got uh, little to cover. I mean, it's a lot that's <laughs> happened since Friday. <laughs> and only four hours to do it. We say only. Um, yes, the, uh, the all of the deals that, uh, in all the tampering period and all of the things that we'll begin to learn at 11 o'clock and... Uh, the first deal that will impact a very large Jeff in Jeffrey Simmons for uh, Washington's Deron Payne. We've got that to discuss this morning. We've got the number one overall pick being traded that happened uh, after we went off air over the weekend as well. And that's like the fourth or fifth thing that we have to discuss today. Man, it's a lot. It's making me tired and I'm already tired. <laughs> so I better guzzle this coffee over here, guys. Yes. We started with the energy drink over here this morning. There uh, we go. Red Scott Mountain Dew. I am very yes. excited that anytime we spend even a day off air with Rhett Bryan, I, I, Red and I have had a very well documented musical education series. Musical guest. Ever since I was uh, just a, a young radio member uh, in this market. So yesterday, uh, when I started wow. a couple of years ago, Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan Schaefer was going to say it if oh, I did it. Of course it. he, he was. So he was on nice. cue, ready to go, and Will was a thief of joy. Yes. So I. I love Ramon Foster. He's learning. Um, Ramon's music, I like. Uh, we're going to get a very different kind of music, Kayla, as we walk into the studio this week. And I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, and I'm great I, with it. I walked in and right away, I knew it was something from the 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm an 80s child. Sure. And I was like, Madonna, here we go. And Lucky Star playing on Rhett's phone, mobile phone. Mm-hmm. We were dancing in here. It did get us in a mood. Yeah. Well, it's great. Kind of, sort of. 
you know? <laughs> I ha- Listen, I listen to music more than just about anything, especially when I'm working. Working. Uh, just to have it on in the background and just go, 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 go. So I'd already make it. I made a list of like the most significant reported deals in the NFL and kind of uh, what the impacts are. And certainly the Deron Payne to the Washington commanders to stay there uh, impacts Big Jeff and, and other interior defensive linemen. And we'll get into that. But yeah. And then you got the, you said the number one pick being traded. Now, and my first response was, okay, both the Texans and the Colts have a 50-50 chance to get their top quarterback. Right. And the irony that the Carolina Panthers have leapfrogged them and Frank Reich is their head coach. And so, Colts, enjoy the ride. I know you're number two, but now you're certainly number two. Nathaniel! But, but the thing is... You're reading reports where the Carolina Panthers may trade the pick back down oh, after they goodness. figure out what they want, which I don't think that's ever happened, best I can remember. People trade up to the number one pick, but I don't remember them trading back out of it. Anyway, uh, this is lining up to be, this could set up a scenario where if former uh, Titans Evaluator Monty Ford, who is now the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals at number three, if he trades out, you could have quarterback, 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 quarterback. Yep. And the first four picks is what it could set up to be. But got a while to go before that, and good Lord, it's already getting crazy. Is there anybody happier in the NFL today and over the weekend than Monty Ford? Honestly, because he is sitting, no, he's sitting right in the now catbird where, seat. That's right. And you feel like Indianapolis knows that now if somebody else moves up to three, uh, then they don't really have much of a choice on who they take as yeah. their quarterback. Whoever the fourth guy is is going to have to be their guy at four. And that's weird because when you're trying to draft the quarterback of the future, and specifically for Indianapolis, who's had just veterans come in or guys mm-hmm. that just haven't worked out, like they're like this has got to be our guy. And if it's not the guy they fell in love with, where they thought maybe at the beginning this was the guy we were going to get. Dang, that's like that's tough. Well, and let's take it a step further, Kayla. So the Houston Texans are sitting at number four, and I don't see a world where they're trading with each other in the division. I don't think that's a thing. Right. So, I mean, that just adds another layer to the whole mess. And then the other thing I thought about when Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears traded out of the number one spot is – how Lovey Smith went for and got the two point conversion in week 18 to beat the Texans as kind of a parting gift for the Chicago Bears, which he had long been associated with. <laughs> I just thought it was such great irony. Um, I don't know. Gonna be a wild ride. Gonna be really something. All I know is this it's good for the Titans at number 11, whether yeah. they stick and pick or whether they trade back because. If I truly, honestly believe before this happened that four quarterbacks get taken in the first eight, nine picks. Right. Well, that's like picking at number seven because four slots. If you're not in a market for a quarterback, that's like picking at number seven because four slots have moved quality guys to your territory. Yep. Crazy. 
615-737-1045 is our number. And uh, it's kind of crazy, too, when we look at the world of college basketball going into this week that we spend so much time and energy stressing over and investing in these conference tournaments. And then as soon as this election show is over on Sunday, it's just like, okay, none of that ever really happened anymore. Totally new season begins. And uh, now we have Tennessee with an 8.40 p.m. tip-off on Thursday night against Louisiana Lafayette. Don't you love those times? Like when they come Ugh. down, we, obviously we don't see them right away, but you're like, okay, it's on a Friday, it's on a Thursday. You know what? You're trying to plan. Sure. If you got to go into work the next day, oh, yeah. how late you can stay up, or maybe just take it off. <laughs> uh, but you're right, Will. You have these tournaments, conference tournaments, and they do mean something for some teams because they do get to have an automatic bid if you, they win it, right? Or they can have a chance at putting themselves in the tournament. But it's just like at the snap of a finger, it's a new season. And uh, yeah, Tennessee going to be playing the, the late game and got a four seed, which I think some people were a little bit surprised about. Um, I think it was, what is it, Seth? On CBS, Seth Davis. Davis said, oh, yeah, I think they got a little higher seed than than they should have. Nathaniel. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, tell us how you really feel, Seth. Well, let me say this. There's a finality to it once it's done because it's like everybody's soaking it up that last weekend mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, boom. But I think it's just because you're looking forward to the next event. It's the dance. Yeah. And you're either in it or you're not. And late tip-off or not, Will, at least you're in it because that's right. There's a lot of people hot that the Commodores That's right. are Ooh. not in it. And I can kind of understand where they're coming from. Yep. But the first part of that season where it starts to count comes back to bite them. That's right. Mm-hmm. Losses to Grambling State and uh, some of those early non-conference opponents ultimately hurting Vanderbilt. We'll get into that this morning with uh, Teresa Walker of the Associated Press at 9.20, Brian Rice, our friend from the Eric Gaines Show, Sports Animal in Knoxville, will join us as well at 7.20 this morning. And it is Tennessee's first night game tip-off in the NCAA tournament since 2010, by the really? way. Really? Yes. I remember that one, too. Uh, that one actually turned out pretty well for Tennessee in 2010. That was their Elite Eight season. So I think there are a lot of fans that would, uh, that would sign up for a 2010 March Madness run. Yeah. For this Tennessee team. Uh, but when we come back, uh, the contract that sets the market for Jeffrey Simmons, the Nashville native Jalen Ramsey, who is traded, and one wide receiver who's off the board in the opening headlines of a crazy week in the NFL free agency world. It's March Madness in the National Football League. It's Ramon, Kayla, and Will, powered by all four seasons garage doors with special guest Rhett Bryan continuing when we come back on 104.5 The Zone. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here. Ma'am, our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. And if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was, hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum wherever you listen.
Monday morning edition of Ramon, Kayla, and Will, and it's powered by All Four Seasons Garage Doors. With Brett Bryan filling in for Ramon Foster, Kayla Anderson, I'm Will Bowling. 615-737-1045 as we dive into the contract that sets the market for Big Jeff this Ooh. morning. Jeffrey Simmons, uh, Jalen Ramsey on the move, a wide receiver off the board as well in the NFC. But guys, uh, four years, $90 million. And $60 million guaranteed, originally reported by ESPN's Adam Schefter for a very large human being, <laughs> Deron Payne, who got a very large bag of money uh, on uh, Sunday afternoon. minute I saw it, I said, okay, this is uh, kind of the where we are with Big Jeff and north of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not just Big Jeff, because there are other... Uh, well-known and talented defensive linemen who are set for a payday, whether it's Quinton Williams, Javon Hargrave, Dexter Lawrence. Those are the other three with Big Jeff. And so, you know, people are wondering, well, why didn't they sign him before? Why? This market is so much higher. It's like, no, this is called the first wave of free agency. This is just what it is. The money for Big Jeff was already going to be big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I said, I don't know how long ago, he's going to have the biggest deal in Titans history. It will surpass the Taylor DeWan deal of a year a few years ago because window dressing is, you know, you see these numbers and everything. It, sure. Yeah. A four is really a two, a three year deal, you know, so you can throw all these numbers all you want around. The money, the sixty million guaranteed, that's the that's the number. Mm-hmm. That's big time. Uh and Duran Payne's had a great first part of his career. Uh, in Washington, so you figured he was going to get a payday in this, but um, yeah, that's going to be where the market is. And you know, the other thing about Jeffrey Simmons is this: uh, the money is going to have to consi- continue to be figured out, and we're going to get some clues as to how that's going to work between the next, you know, forty-eight, seventy-two hours. We saw the release of Ben Jones mm-hmm. uh, that was reported by Buck on Friday, and then the team came out Friday afternoon around 3 o'clock to officially deliver that news. Um, and then the other moves that they have made, and, and they still haven't officially done the Bud Dupree, and the report from Adam Schefter says that'll happen Wednesday when the new year begins because of some leftover uh, monies, guaranteed monies of his. But um, when you think about freeing up other money, this is one of the things that you can do to help yourself because Big Jeff is under the fifth year option and that's a solid 10.785 million. It's like a, uh, a franchise tag. It's right. a solid hard hit against the cap. It is what it is. There's no part of it's dead money and part of it's this. It's that's it. Right. And so if you get a new deal for him, depending on how you, how Rand Carthon and the guys structure it, you can free up some of that to give you some more operating money Mm -hmm. for whatever it is you want to do um you know you may be able to take that 10.785 and cut it in half or at least create you three or four million dollars room so that's the important thing about another important layer of getting jeffrey simmons contract done at some point and that we go back to always he was saying at the end of the season he just wanted it done in a timely matter and so now you're starting to see wheels in motion 
for other, you know, organizations. And Deron Payne, I think this is a good thing saying, okay, the Washington Commanders, a team that they're going to try to keep every single piece of talent they have, if they Mm -hmm. can, Mm -hmm. to help that team out. But just to say that this is this position now, you've kind of set the tone. You have one guy already out there. I feel like then this will put the wheels in motion for the Titans because, you don't want to wait too long, right, Rhett? Like, this is, I know that he's going to get his money no matter what, yeah. but this kind of says, okay, deals are starting to get done. This position specifically, there aren't many guys that are that special out there. No, I mean, listen, it's a very short list. And, you know, Javon Hargrave has his place in this. Dexter Lawrence has had a nice career. Quentin Williams as well. And certainly Deron Payne. I put Big Jeff ahead of a bunch of those guys. I mean, it's to me, it's Big Jeff, it's Chris Jones, it's Aaron Donald, um, in whatever order you want. But Aaron, I think Aaron Donald leads that pack. Um, it just depends on, and this is the part that we don't know because we're just getting to know Rand Carthon is what the f- philosophy is, how all this is going to work out, what private conversations they've had behind closed doors with his agent. Whatever, um, because technically he's under contract. Yeah. He's under the fifth-year option, just like he said uh, about Ryan Tannehill two weeks ago at the Combine. So it just depends on how quickly they want to move to make this happen, which there's other pieces to the puzzle. We don't know if they're targeting a certain free agent, if there's going to be another move internally on, with somebody on the roster, you know, that uh, may free up money or they may redo a contract. You see a lot of people redoing contracts over the weekend or reported that that they are doing that to free up money because, I mean, there's still several teams that are over the cap right now right? uh, for when it hits 3 o'clock Wednesday afternoon. Payne becomes the fourth NFL defensive lineman to receive $60 or more guaranteed, uh, joining Miles Garrett, Chris Jones, and Aaron Donald. There you go. Uh, coming off a career high in sacks last year at 11 and a half, mm-hmm. tackles for loss at 21. Uh, he played four, uh, or not four more games, two more games than Jeffrey Simmons had four more sacks uh, this past season, 11 and a half versus seven and a half a year ago when they were both healthy for 17 games. Deron Payne had four and a half sacks. Jeffrey Simmons had eight and a half mm-hmm. um, in the 2022 season. I think two rep for the people that want to argue Oh, well, the Titans have all the leverage because if they wanted to, they could just keep Jeffrey Simmons on this contract this year and then franchise tag him the next two years. Um, Financially against the cap, that is not in your best interest to have Jeffrey Simmons play after his fifth season on the franchise tag going into his sixth season. No, because most of your teams in the league, the biggest chunk of the salary cap is from the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be unnatural for that to be a thing to begin with. Um, you look at some of these quarterback deals and you go look at just the pie chart and you go, yep, there's Russell Wilson in Denver and there's, you know. So, and the other part of it is he's been told for a while he's going to get his. Now, there's been a change in general manager who I still believe believes the same thing because why wouldn't you, you know, like you said, he's a top two or three talent in the league. They just don't grow on trees. So, you know, we just don't know what's been said, what's been discussed and the timelines involved. So 
he's going to get his payday. I I don't have any doubt that he will. I just don't know when. Is right. it this week? Yeah. Is it this summer? Is it? I I don't know. I you know I think for timeline purposes, if there is any ill feelings, because uh, you know when he pulled all of his stuff off of social media, everybody went crazy. And I'm like, wait a minute, I I don't know that we know exactly what this means because he did come back on Instagram, I believe. Yeah, he had deleted some photos, so, I think, on there, you right? You know, uh, read into that whatever you want. And that, that seems to be a play for a lot of folks, and so they naturally went that direction. But um, I would think that you would want to get something settled by the summer before you go into the fall, that you, you know, the uncertainty of knowing whether he's going to have a deal past 2023 or not. I don't think that's a thing, but again, I'm just speculating. I, you know, I don't have the no on that, but I, I would think you'd want to get this thing done pretty quick. You don't want to be, <laughs> you don't want to be the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. That is a mess. And it the sure fu- is. The further it goes along, I feel like the further you have, I guess, uh, you don't not like each other, but it just becomes a stain for each other. It a adds bit. a little friction that, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it adds some friction. I, I think it, it honestly is similar to the way the A.J. Brown thing kind of evolved last season, where even at this point last year, the conversation was, hey, Mike Vrabel's going to say he's going to be on the team, right? And and the longer that thing went without him getting a deal, you're just kind of sitting there like, I don't like this. And uh, ultimately, that's what ended up happening. But, um, you know, for Lamar Jackson, you you insert so many more teams now into the discussion when you allow it to mm-hmm. get this far. And, you know, we're going to get into later the piece from Dan Graziano and, and Jeremy Fowler on ESPN.com of just the buzz on every single possible big deal in the NFL going forward into the legal tampering period. But now you've got seven or eight teams who are reportedly interested in, in working out a trade for Lamar. And there's one report, and I forget who it was, that says that they don't think that anybody's going to offer them anything. Right. Crazy. I, I think there'll be plenty of offers. It's just what he wants. Because what he wants clearly is a guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson. And I don't know if he's going to get it or not. And so then, then there's the collusion word thrown around. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I'm like, you know, I, I just hold off before we go too far on our jump to conclusions, Matt, mm-hmm. because I, I we don't know. I just, all I know is it is a mess. And I feel like what we're seeing from the Baltimore side of it is, because this has been going on for a while. Right. I mean, it, this was talked about last offseason. And Eric DaCosta is probably to the point where it's like, okay, look, buddy, we've had multiple meetings. We, and, you know, there was a report they met with him in Miami last week. And they're like, look, buddy, Ed, this is where we are. Well, this is where I am. Okay, well, we're in an impasse. We're going to put the non-exclusive franchise tag on you. You can go shopping. Let's see what you get, and we'll see if we can match it. And if we can't, we'll get two number one draft picks. We don't want to say goodbye, but this is where we are. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what it feels like to me by what has been played out so long with this. And so, you know, listen, and I, I was talking to Robert Walsh about this the other day because he's a huge Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh, if I'm the Ravens and somebody puts a deal out there, an offer he can't refuse, so to speak, using a godfather line, let him walk, get your two number one picks, take one of those, and go get C.J. Stroud and go on. Right. 
Now, exactly. I think C.J. Stroud may be the target that the Panthers are looking for at number one because mm -hmm. I'm sitting here going, who would they trade up? Who's the safest bet in the four quarterbacks? Stroud. It's Stroud because right. you're not at his size and weight. You're not worried about the st play strength and the functional, mm -hmm. you know, the, the injury, any of that that you do with Bryce Young, although he might be the more polished prospect. And then the other two are wild cards that, you know, people are going to say need this or need that, you know. Yeah. So I feel like C.J. Stroud was the target, but that's what I would do if I was the Ravens. Um, you hate to move on from your franchise guy, but there you are. But you teased it. The big trade that made a splash yesterday was a, a Middle Tennessee area guy at <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, and that just seemed to come out of nowhere. So did you see... All right, so uh, Cameron Wolf, who used to cover yep. the team here right. in town, the Titans here in town, had a chat with Jalen Ramsey, and there was a <laughs> there was a line in there that uh, David Mulaghetta, which is Jalen Ramsey's agent, I think that's also Kevin Byard's agent. Yeah, he he had joked saying that yeah, Jalen said, "Get me to Miami, or you're fired." <laughs> I don't so, doubt he said that. I mean, yeah. So he goes to Miami for. 77th overall pick in the third round this year and tight end Hunter Long. And, you know, people look at it like, how did they manage that? What a trade for the Miami Dolphins. But they're making the next two years of his salary guaranteed. So, well, you know, he's got money coming in. But the Miami Dolphins, first of all, I thought were on a good spot before Brian Flores departed from there with the way they were playing defense a couple of years ago. But Vic Fangio is now the defensive coordinator of the Dolphins. And he has he has Javon Holland back there with Jalen Ramsey to go with Xavier Howard. Oh, and let's not forget up front they have Christian Wilkins. They have Bradley Chubb. They have the pass rusher Jalen Phillips from Miami. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they they've Got They're something there. And that's strong. This yeah. is Vic Fangio running the show on that side of the ball. So that's going to keep them in a lot of ball games to mm -hmm. begin with. And as many interceptions as Josh Allen threw in the AFC East last year, you're playing into the weakness now of the best quarterback in your division. Well, did you see right. Matt Judon, yeah. who's with the uh -huh. New England Patriots, traded what the F? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, dang, I don't want to see this. Come on, man. And I think it's interesting, too, when you talk about Jalen, because a lot of the numbers from last season are pretty mixed. Uh, PFF ranked him as the third highest ranked quarter uh, cornerback last season. Four interceptions, 18 passes defended, 12 pass breakups, three forced fumbles and two sacks. He had four interceptions that tied his career high. Um, and then you look at some of the next-gen stats, and he had one of his worst seasons in other ways. Mm -hmm. where he was allowing uh, one-and-a-half yards per coverage snaps, according to NFL Next Gen stats, stats which was uh, his, his lowest in his career uh, and a little bit worse than the league average for corners. Um, I still think, and I know I'm biased, but I still think that that guy, when healthy and when he's on a contending team... He's a top-five corner in the it, league. I, mm -hmm. I think he's still at least top-five. May, maybe top two or three. Right. Um no question about his talent. And look, he's had his ups and downs. But look, another thing you'll you, – this makes total sense. If you're a defensive back in the NFL, you're going to get burned by somebody. 
there's always somebody coming along every week. Right. And, mm-hmm. You know, if you haven't, then you're a cyborg. You're not real. Um, yeah, I mean, he's consistently mentioned as a top five prospect at that position. I think it's going to be interesting to see what a Sauce Gardner does in his second year That's with the a, Jets because that yeah. dude, I mean, he hands down one defensive rookie of the year and beat a guy in Aiden Hutchinson who should have probably won it in any other year mm-hmm. in Detroit. Um, but, yeah, Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins. That's a pretty big deal for them. Um, and then they exercised the fifth-year option on Tua Tonga-Valoa. So they're going to ride with him another year. I mean, listen, they've got they've got something there. They do. I mean, they've got a lot of talent there. And it would be interesting to see what they pursue in free agency and what they you know are looking for in the draft. Well, they even competed last year. I thought, I mean... They gave teams some some tough games last year, and that was when even Tua had been going through the concussion mm-hmm. issues. You know, and so you have that offense that that seems pretty stacked right now. If Tua can stay healthy, mm-hmm. and then like Rhett said, you start to build on that defensive end, and I feel like they're a team that is going to be right in the mix next year. But Jalen coming there, Jalen's not. You know, he's not young anymore. But he's not to the point where he's still in his, his best years he's are behind still him. In his exactly. Prime. So right. he's going to be able to be mm-hmm. a guy that could, could make a difference on that defense at points in games, like if you're playing the Patriots, like Absol- you were saying. I mean, look, if you're J- Javon Holland, you're going, yeah, now I'm going to get some chances on my side because they're going to make a throw it over to him. Mac Jones? Not very often. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's the sidebar to this and, and what I was thinking about. They shipped out Hunter Long who was supposed to be the backup and the backup plan to Mike Gusecki, who is an unrestricted free agent. And and first of all, the draft class for this tight ends in 2023 is huge. Mm -hmm. The free agent pool of tight ends, pretty doggone good. And Gusecki, although he's technically a big wide receiver, not a blocking inline tight end, that's another big piece. So I wonder, with them shipping Hunter Long out, do they intend to re-sign Resign Mike Gesicki, who is a mm. huge part yep. of that offense, a massive red zone target for Tua Tonga-Valoa. So we kind of see what happens with the Miami Dolphins going forward. I'm going to use that as ammo, by the way, that if somebody I went to high school with isn't young anymore, then I'm not young anymore either. 615-737-1045 is the number if you want to jump in. And uh, when we come back, one wide receiver that is expected to sign uh, in the NFC East today and a report from Ian Rappaport already this morning on one quarterback who could be on the move in free agency and make a really bad quarterback division maybe a little better. <laughs> Who's to say? It's Ramon Caleb Will, Burgundy. 104.5 The Zone. Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow. Nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. 
When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. It's a good day here in March. It's time to start filling out your brackets. Register for 104.5 The Zone's Million Dollar Bracket Challenge sponsored by Party Foul for a chance to win $1 million. This is a local contest. Register today at 104.5thezone.com. And listen to The Zone all week long to get all the latest tournament news. Uh, thanks to uh, Chattanooga Whiskey. For more info, visit 104.5thezone.com. Yeah, fill out your bracket, but like your fantasy football team, just don't tweet it at us, please. Thanks. It's Ramon, Kalen, Will, powered by all four seasons garage doors on 104.5 The Zone. Alongside Rhett Bryan and Kayla Anderson, I'm Will Bowling. Uh, just tweet them at Buck if you have one, if your bracket now gets busted we're talking. First day. Yes. That's, uh, that's what we certainly want. Um, well, there's one quarterback division that is certainly the outlier in the NFL uh, in the NFC South where Kyle Trask is legitimately one of the best quarterbacks uh, in a division that is not great for quarterbacks. And Ian Rappaport this morning on Good Morning Football is already reporting that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might be a potential landing spot for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> is that your final answer? That where is has it. he not been? Well, let's say he went to Carolina. He went to L.A., so, yeah, this is team number four for him. It would right? be. That's right. Uh, something interesting that, uh, first of all, you're right. Derek Carr signs a big deal with the New Orleans Saints, which means famous Jameis Winston is going to hit the street um, in free agency. But, yeah, I mean, we think about the Carolina Panthers have just traded up to the number one spot. So they're obviously looking for a quarterback. Atlanta has Desmond Ritter right now who they drafted last year. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, yeah, Baker Mayfield looks like might be a landing spot with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, a couple of things free agent-wise that I think is of interest to the Titans, potentially, as I just read through some things during the break. I didn't realize this, but the Saints, who are in cap trouble, they're still, I forget how much, over the cap, and they have to get down by 3 o'clock Wednesday. Wide receiver Marquez Callaway, they are not going to tender. And that means he's a restricted free agent. Go so, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't hate that to come to Nashville. And then the other, do you see in Indianapolis where their starting center, Ryan Kelly, yeah. is on the trade block because he, you know, he signed a massive extension, I don't know, a year or two ago. A lot of money. And if that doesn't end up being a thing. He could end up on the open market, and there's your starting center for the Titans. Right. If you can get him at the right kind of money. That's, the last Colts to come thought. here uh, on the open market turned out pretty well, Tadiko Autry. Well, think mm -hmm. about Ben Jones, who came from the Houston Texans. While right. we're talking about a scenario where a center came from two different teams in the division, went from one to another, drafted by one and sent to another. Ben Jones, uh, that one... You know, I don't think folks were kind of ready for that one either. Uh, two concussions in the last month of the season. Um, can't take anything away from him. Probably one of the best free agent acquisitions in Titans history. Um, he's on a very short list with uh, um, Kyle Vandenbosch and with Delaney Walker. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, guy gave everything he had and then some and left it all on the football field. Uh, leader on and off the field, very generous and charitable person. Um, that's a big loss for them. Oh, when yeah. you're talking about the leadership in the locker room and just the way he's a leader on the field, too. I mean, and that, you know, we're reminded this is a game of young men, not such, you know, not older men like he is at 34. And that's not old in society, but in dog years in football. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a big deal. Moving on from the guy who was the anchor of that offensive line and really one of the anchors of that locker room in the last Right. Seven, eight years. Yeah, and Derrick Henry went on his Instagram yesterday and put out um, just a message just saying, know me without y'all and had a picture of Taylor Lewan and Ben Jones. Yeah. Clearly, um, this is kind of a new direction that they're headed in, you know, not only with this team, but clearly the offensive line that has been such a big part of, you know, why Derrick Henry has mm-hmm. had success in the sure. last several years. And Ben Jones, like you said, he is always been that anchor he's been kind of like the quarterback of the line and you talk to any of those younger guys that have worked with him on that line and Nicholas Petit Frere has said he just Dylan he gushes about him Dylan yep. Radins who tweeted out about huge influence that. on young talent yeah huge influence which is at least they got those couple of years with mm-hmm. Ben Jones sure to learn from a guy like Show that you how to be who a has pro. been so great That's yeah right. That's exactly right. The other deal uh, reportedly announced, too, by the way, real quick, um, speaking of some of the injury issues and guys coming off of big injuries, um, interested to see the New York Giants um, expecting to sign Sterling Shepard to a one-year deal, a guy that has missed 33 games in the last four seasons. But he's coming back on, I've seen it reported between $1.3 and $1.6 million. Right. So he's coming back on the cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 13 catches for 154 in three games this year uh, before getting hurt. I say that because it that, that is one position where every deal is going to be news at the wide receiver position here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Considering the needs at wide receiver, what the Titans can go get in a wide receiver market that doesn't have a lot of number ones. It's got a lot of threes and fours that you might be interested in from, from elsewhere. So uh, interested to see who else uh, from that position group is able to sign uh, over these first couple of days. Coming up, though, in hour two, we get back into the March Madness discussion with our friend Brian Rice from the Sports Animal in Knoxville at 720. We recap Tennessee's loss to Missouri over the weekend and where Tennessee sits in the East region late night on Thursday night. You can tell my excitement from my voice. <laughs> late night on Thursday night. Hour two begins when we come back. It's Ramon, Kayla, and Will with Rep Brian on Ramon, Kayla, and Will. With Rhett Bryant. Rhett Moan. Okay. I got in a little time loop right there. (laughs) Maybe we'll find out next. Go to break. Go to break. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.